Good Monday morning, my friends. I hope that your weekend was restful and encouraging. And uh, as we begin this Monday uh, in the Word of God, uh, let's study together and let's seek encouragement from the Word uh, as we begin our day um, pursuing uh, the Lord and His ways. We have been in Luke chapter 1, and today we're moving on. We're going to be in verses 39 through 45. And as I read this passage, um, the thing it makes me think about is the faith required to believe in the promises of God. Um, I think we sometimes believe on a couple of different levels. Sometimes we believe... Uh, with our logical, intellectual mind. Something makes sense to us, and so we say, yeah, I can believe that. That makes sense. I I can trust those facts. Um, And then sometimes we are pushed to the limits of our uh, intellectual capacity. We're pushed to the limits of our logical belief, and we are faced with having to believe something that we have no concrete evidence uh, of or proof for, and that is the substance of faith. <laughs> faith is uh, being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Uh, faith takes us to the very limits of our human capacities and says, do you believe now? Do you believe when the evidence is lacking? Do you believe when circumstances might tell you otherwise. And today's story is one such story of faith. Faith in details uh, that uh, are so supernatural that to the logical human mind would look ridiculous and impossible to believe. Uh, But believing in spite of that lack of evidence, believing when circumstances would say, ah, this is a fairy tale. Uh, You can't have faith in that. And so that's what today's story uh, challenges us with. Uh, In this part of Luke's gospel, we've been hearing the uh, accounts of the announcements of the births of John the Baptist and Jesus to their families. And uh, these are remarkable details. And the stories, as you unpack them, have some great uh, teachable moments as these men and women are encountered with the supernatural calling of God for their lives. Today, we move out of those accounts and into a story of a visit between two women, uh, Elizabeth, who would be the mother of John the Baptist, and Mary, who we all know is uh, the mother of Jesus. And uh, Mary had just received the news that she would be giving birth to the Messiah. And we can only imagine the excitement and just the mountain of information and and, uh, things that she would be processing after getting that news. And so her decision was uh, not to stay alone, but to to, uh, pack up a bag and head to her family member Elizabeth's house to share the news. And so that's where we pick up the story today. Uh, Let's pray as we begin. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you, Lord God, that you are uh, sovereign over every circumstance and every challenge. Today, Lord God, we can be reminded that you're in control, 
There's nothing that comes into our lives. There's no experience we have, Lord God, that you are not uh, infinitely uh, more powerful than. And so, Lord, we know that we can put our faith in you. And we know that your way through the challenges and circumstances we're facing is the best way. Uh, We could muddle through and uh, be miserable and stressed and afraid and worried. Or we could turn these things over to you, Lord God, and surrender them to you and be gifted with your supernatural peace and your presence, which promises never to leave us or forsake us. And so, Lord, as we begin a new week, help us to take a posture of faith uh, that we might stand on your promises, believing that you will do the things that you promise to do in our lives. And uh, Lord, we're going to trust you to teach us today through your word as we study together. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here we go. Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. Luke writes, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Uh, There's a lot of remarkable, (laughs) supernatural things happening here. Two people are actually functioning in the discerning knowledge of the Spirit uh, in this story. At least clearly two people. Uh, One is Elizabeth, uh, the mother of John the Baptist, who um, the Scripture says uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so her response to Mary, uh, uh, in response to the events that are happening upon Mary's arrival at her home, is a response in the Spirit. So she's not perceiving what's happening through the lens of her human intellect. She is perceiving these events through the lens of the Holy Spirit's infilling. The other person is still yet to be born. He's in the secret of his mother's womb, continuing to grow in that safe place. And he too <laughs> is receptive to the things of the Spirit, uh, we are told by Luke. Um, Elizabeth noted that when Mary greeted her upon arriving at her home, something special happened inside of her womb. The baby growing there, John, leaped for joy at the sound of Mary's voice. Elizabeth was perceptive in the spirit to know that this was a special moment, uh, that a special person was in their presence, that a person with a special uh, holy calling had come to their home. And uh, she perceived that. But she perceived also that the child in her was uh, discerning of the Spirit as well. (laughs) They knew they were in the presence of uh, this person uh, with this profound and holy calling. Uh, Elizabeth says, Mary, when you spoke to me, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. I just think that's amazing. And... uh, that Elizabeth and John both realized in their spirits that uh, Mary 
who would be the mother of, of the Lord, the mother of the Messiah, the mother of the anointed one, was in their presence. And um, how confirming that is, uh, that uh, as they're operating in the Spirit, that um, there's confirmation <laughs> of Mary's calling uh, beyond her angel visitation. I think an angel visitation would be enough to get your attention, right? And it certainly did get Mary's attention. Uh, but this is confirmation that God was doing something big in and through Mary's life. And uh, the statement, though, that, that really grabs my attention and speaks the loudest to me, and I think it applies to all of my Christian female friends and sisters, those women who are close to me and dear to me who are walking with the Lord, is the very last thing that Elizabeth says in verse 45. She says to Mary, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Now, believing in the promises of God is, is one thing. We can, we can accept that God says, uh, I'll never leave you and forsake you. And we believe that's true. Uh, but in faith, we have to trust that it's true. We can believe that God says uh, um, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. We can understand that logically, but to have faith in that, to surrender to that truth is another thing. So we can have intellectual belief, but real faith is where we surrender to the promises of God and we trust them to be true in our lives. And so Elizabeth is blessing Mary with this truth. She's saying, you're not just blessed because God has made promises to you. The real blessing for you is in the fact that you have faith to believe God will fulfill his promises to you. And uh, my sisters and friends, I want to say uh, you are a blessing and you are revealing strong and unwavering faith, not just because you believe in God's promises in a general kind of way, but because of your unwavering faith and believing that God would fulfill all his promises to you. Uh, sometimes you've uh, faced many uh, challenging and difficult circumstances in this life, and you have, you have clung to that belief, you have clinged with faith to that belief that God would fulfill his promises to you and uh, modeled for your children and loved ones an example of faith. Now, unwavering faith isn't imperfect faith. <laughs> we can have imperfect faith and still have unwavering faith because unwavering faith is the result of uh, trusting God's Spirit to see us through, not just muddling through in our own limited human strength. Unwavering spiritual faith is faith that is supported and encouraged and empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. Um, so we can have imperfect faith that is unwavering when the Holy Spirit is empowering our faith. And so, my friends, I want to encourage you today, uh, carry this blessing in your hearts because, yes, the Word of God applies first to those who are in the story and first to those who are the intended audience, but it applies to us also because these are spiritual truths that have application uh, in our lives as well. Blessed are you, my friends and sisters, when you have believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to you. Be encouraged in your hearts today. Isn't God's word beautiful and wonderful? I'm so grateful for the witness of scripture in my life, and I pray that these truths would carry you and encourage you today 
on your journey with Jesus. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll get caught up again tomorrow as we move on in Luke chapter 1 together. God bless.